And now, PureFandom.com presents another episode of Brad and Court Talk. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back to the Boulder Free Zone, although we're kind of in New Vegas, too. So We're walking. Hey, people. We're walking, and we're walking, and we're walking more, and we're walking. Yeah. We're going to talk about that long walk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I just hope everybody got their Fitbit on so they were able to track their steps for today. I mean, if you didn't track it, it didn't count. I know it doesn't count. You can walk. You can say you walk thirty miles in a day, but I'm not going to believe you unless you got steps. Honestly. <laughs> uh, okay. Before we jump into that, just to remind everybody to check us out over at PureFandom.com. You can also find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there, and at SoundCloud as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone who is writing something amazing about it in court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can email us at bradandcourttalk at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jen Dev. He's not on Twitter anymore. He is on IG. He's Ramblin' Brad. And B, what's going on with Facebook? Uh, over on Facebook, there's some groups out there about walking long distances, and you can find those. You can also find our Pure Fandom uh, Brandon Court Talk group. Uh, you come join us on that one. And, you know, not we've been posting a couple things in there. I asked a question earlier this week if there's anything anybody wanted us to cover we had a few suggestions on stuff we're just going to talk about that and see but then again i also saw some stuff on hulu the other day i'm like this looks interesting so we'll see what happens i'm down you know i'm always down (laughs) hey i saw something with Maisie williams in it so i was like hey i know yeah All right, so definitely for sure. And make sure you also check out the uh, Pure Fandom uh, page that's on Facebook as well, as well as their uh, their Twitter page. Uh, they post a lot of links to different things that they're doing each week. And also make sure you uh, look out for my Charmed Recaps now that the show has finally returned after nine months. Well, a lot of shows were on hiatus, hiatus for nine months because, of course, COVID. So many things are coming back now. Hey, did you do like a WandaVision thing also? Um, I did do the WandaVision thing for like the first two episodes, but um, like I think everybody's schedule has been kind of not meeting, so gotcha. we haven't done anything recently. All the right. show is amazing, though. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. If you get thrown off by the first three episodes, hang in there because the payoff is in the fourth one. And Wait. oh my gosh, nope, I'm still waiting. I'm waiting for, to till they get out there. Or you want to binge it? I, actually, this past week, I I listened to a lot of podcasts because of stuff. And I yeah. really didn't watch anything of interest on TV, honestly. I mean, we caught up with some nighttime shows, but yeah. me watching by myself, not really anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I watched some crime yeah. stuff, and that was about <laughs> oh, it. Resident Alien, Brad. Resident Alien. I know. I have. I, I want to watch it. It's there. I just haven't done it. I mean, just. Okay. Yeah, I just, I just had a week. It was a closeout end of the year thing for work. I was overly stressed. A lot of stuff happening. I wasn't even doing my powerlifting uh, coaching courses that I was supposed to be doing. I was just working out and not doing anything. But <laughs> but you know when I came home, work work and sit down and watch TV. <laughs> well, sometimes you just need to veg out, so that's good. And if you haven't watched Big Sky, I highly recommend watching that show. Agree. It's really good. Hard agree. Yes. I still see her as Lagatha, but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> Lagatha never had a musical session in uh, Vikings, but, hey, whatever. 
Yeah, and Cassie from Pitch. But no, like they become completely different characters in that show. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm in, like however it goes. Okay, so. so what show are we talking about? We are walking our way around the stand, but we'll have we'll talk about it this week. Uh, so it's the stand episode 107. Of course, it's called The Walk because they were walking from Boulder to uh, New Vegas. And I'm going to tell you exactly how long that takes. I looked it up. Oh, did you Google it? I Googled it. Um, it's 267 hours, which translates into 11 days. But, of course, that doesn't account for any side trips to load up on groceries and things. Hmm. Interesting. They, they, they uh, covered a lot of ground in this particular episode. All right. So here's how we, how we have to do it. Here's the breakdown. So Mother Abigail, she made it back. But she only had um, enough energy left to give uh, one final message. One will fall. Um, some people won't make it back. And, of course, we do see that happen. Harold and Nadine, there's nothing left for them in the Boulder Free Zone. So they start making their way to New Vegas. However, um, Harold doesn't quite make it. And I guess you could say they both kind of get their just desserts for the things they've done. Uh, yeah, I would say that was right. Um <laughs> I just want to point one thing out on this one. There was a Stephen King book that he actually did under Richard Bachman um, yes. back in 79 called The Long Walk. Walk. Oh, okay. So it's a, it, it's like 384 pages long or something like that. I read this back in the 80s and it literally stuck with me until this point in time. And the premise of the book was every year uh, there's a competition called The Long Walk. And during this, 100 teenage boys are picked at random from a large pool of applicants, and they walk as far as possible without stopping. The walking never stops for any reason, including bad weather. So it's interesting. You should is did I mention the walking never stops? So there you <laughs> go. Um, so look that up if you're interested in it. It was a good book. I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. I remember one crazy thing about it was they talked about wearing like dress shoes instead of tennis shoes because tennis shoes broke down because it was the 70s. Right. <laughs> so it's not like you're wearing nobles or anything and going for a walk. But yeah. So check that out. Just side note, Stephen King walking. He likes to walk. I don't guess. So there you go. Yeah. Well, for, for this one, our guys, so it was Ray, Stu, Larry, and Glenn. And, of course, uh, little Kojak went because, come on, got to have company. Um, and Mother Abigail, before she passed away, she told them when they went on their walk, they weren't allowed to take anything with them except for what they were wearing. Not food, not anything. So, um, like I said, uh, they made a pit stop to get groceries, but she did have a rule about weapons or like what was the deal with weapons why couldn't they take weapons with yeah, them she just couldn't take anything it's like you're just gonna take this and go you have to go with nothing so that was it she's she, that that's what she said i don't know she said one of them's gonna fall and mother a that's what she says that's what they do yeah and when she said the fall i was like oh so one person's gonna die no like one person like literally they fell and broke their leg right and got left um can I just mention the fact that we blew up an entire house? Nick died. Oh, did you forget about Nick dying? Did you? Oh, yeah, he died. He's dead. So, well, no, we didn't forget. 
we got we had that little conversation with Glenn and Larry at the beginning when they were worried about Mother Abigail, where um, they were talking about Nick. There's not anything left to, to bury him, and apparently he was Mother A's favorite. I didn't but, realize that because we didn't get to spend too much time with them together. I mean, some, but not enough for me to see that he was her favorite. Oh, I totally agree. That's what I mean. It this like the entire bombing thing. Mm-hmm. It just happened. It's okay. No cool. It's no, no one else died, I guess, but Nick. But, well, no, no, know. no. They said other people were hurt, so but, that makes sense. And um, Larry had been working to help put out the fires because apparently the fires were initially spreading. I I know, but I just I just think that was glossed over a little bit more than it should have been. Yeah, because it even looked like Franny got blown backwards onto her stomach, right? Yeah, and she's totally fine. And yeah, I just. I don't know, but it just well, seemed like they would. Mother A told her she couldn't go. <laughs> yeah, everybody must walk except for you. You need to stay here because you're pregnant and we can't have you walking. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. So they go on their journey. And I, I really like Glenn's character and like his 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 bond with uh, Stu. Like, I really enjoy those two together. Oh, and of course, we got to see way more Ray this week. Mm-hmm. And um, Larry's worried about water sources. And there's this joke that feels super inappropriate, but she says it. So I don't, whatever. Right. Um, about, hey, so you think just because I'm I'm, in, I'm Native American, or she says engine, you think just because that, like, that's who I am, like, I can tell you which water not to drink and which water to drink so you don't give yourself the runs. That's not what they called it, but it was the runs. Right. And then, like, she was like, well, you're right. I can. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I, I went with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, they... I, I know some people say things are too uh, politically correct or whatever. So whatever. Uh, uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it was fine. It it was fine. Okay. It, it threw me at first, but I was like, okay, sure. I, it was fine because she said it. I don't know if there was any other right. issues. I think if it would have been a bigger issue, it may have been addressed. I don't know. Who knows? It may be not addressed. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but hey, Brad, I was not in love with this episode. <laughs> I was not either. There was a couple couple things on it that was really. I, I got excited at the end when we saw Nadine and what was going on with her for real, for real. But beyond that, I, maybe it's because it's a it's kind of exactly what I've seen before, and mm-hmm. like there was nothing original about it. Except for the thing with Nadine, because well, and what I had seen originally, Nadine did not survive long enough to meet uh, the group Larry, uh, Glenn, and Ray. Right? Mm, I honestly cannot remember. I thought she did, but I'm not really positive. Well, not but, from what I saw in the miniseries, and I'm not far ahead, far enough ahead in the book to know if that's what happened in the book. Well, let's let's just jump back a little bit because okay, Nadine and Harold leave. Right? So they're gone. <laughs> yeah, they better leave. And so they're out, and Harold has upgraded from his little scooter to a nice, like, Kawasaki, um, uh, I think it's Kawasaki, probably, uh, off-road. Well, not off-road, like, um, I totally lost the name, Adventure Bike. There you go. Uh, I actually tried to sit on one of those one time. Foot pigs suck. I couldn't ride it anywhere. Worst bike ever to go on a cross-country trip, but probably really good if you the roads are closed. And... I'm going to say her doing 120 on the highway, mm, probably not happening, but that's just me. And they're they're racing. I love Harold is the fact that I can't let her go faster than me. 
Oh yeah, or she's she's leaving me behind. She doesn't need me anymore. So what? You're just gonna roll? And like you said, they were racing, but like he's not paying any attention to anything at all. So maybe he was still used to the the bikes that they had been riding when he had when he was with Franny. That they didn't go too too fast, and that he didn't have to worry about like the turns. (laughs) I'm like, sir, where are you going? Like there is a cliff right there. Like there is a barrier right there. And she was setting it up, so he he knew she was. But sure. he, he was like yeah. a total jerk anyhow earlier when he was like, you know, Flag got what he wanted and he's going to give me a woman that makes you look like a potato sack. Because he knows that they were using him and he allowed himself to be used. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, that didn't happen well. <laughs> so. No, and I didn't feel bad for him at all. I know Larry did, but I was with um, Stu. <laughs> well, like he killed Nick, even though Nick was not somebody who was completely fleshed out to me. Like, they killed Nick. They killed or they injured a bunch of other people. And, um, like, they killed my boy, like, his friend. Is that who he was trying to talk to on the radio or who he was doing that Breaker Breaker 10-4 or whatever? I have no I feel idea. Like he's still sad about him. I think he may have been. Um, and that was actually one of the things that got me with Harold. So after he plummets off the side of the road, breaks his legs, has a stick uh, tree impaled through his chest, how he Uh didn't bleed out from that, I don't know. Is that like a lung or something? I know there's a heart in that general area also, but I have no idea how he survived that whole entire thing. I feel so he he was dying anyway, and I feel like where it had um, gone through where the stick had gone through the stick had gone through it maybe hit an artery but if he had pulled it out if he had tried to get off he would have definitely bled out faster oh yeah definitely in this case he died slow which okay i'm i'm not mad about and same thing we'll talk about later with nadine i'm not mad about what's happening to her because she had so many chances not to go to him i did like though when harold was dying he wants to he goes ahead and writes his whole entire uh ending there Admits that he was he let himself be misled, and you know the devil's real. Uh-huh. And in his, he takes responsibility for his actions. Um, but I like the fact that he signed it with the name Hawk, the the name given that to him cool. by his friend in Boulder is how yes. he signed off. And I thought that was a kind of cool progression of it. He knows I totally screwed this away. I could have been better, but blah blah blah, and I I enjoyed that that pass. I did too. I was at when we finally got to hear his writing. I was like, okay, so he's not a bad writer, and like you said, he used that name that Teddy gave him. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that was a really bad way to go. And the fact that he got eaten by vultures was was horrible. But okay, and when All they right, come across him, I go with the fact that Larry. I mean, he said I followed this kid across the across the uh, nation. If it wasn't for him, he wouldn't have been there. Right. So he does have a connection to Harold because, you know, he knows Harold's middle name, does not know Franny's middle name yet, (laughs) but still. Um, But I could understand his whole thing. And that was the jacket that Larry was, had been wearing since the beginning that he took off and put over Harold. So I was kind of impressed with that. I'm pretty sure that's the same jacket. I can understand Larry's, wanting to, you know, cover him at least instead of having to get eaten by vultures and everybody else saying, screw him, let him be bird food. But yeah, it sort of made sense to me because without Larry, I mean, without Harold, 
Larry probably wouldn't have made it where he was going. Right. And it, it shows that while he was not like the best character, somebody was still sad to see him, him go, which I right. guess everybody needs that no matter how evil of a person that you become. Mm-hmm. Like you almost want to feel sorry for him. Yeah. Almost. So, uh, Nadine and flag. Oh God. <laughs> so we saw Harold meet his end and Nadine, she's driving towards her destiny to be with the dark man. Um, but like, what exactly does that mean? So she sees something like that looks like it's an oasis in the desert. So she thinks she sees him off in the distance and she starts following like these, uh, ro- white rose petals and, um, she follows them and it, the whole scenery turns into the New Vegas uh, hotel room where he lives. So you're like, wait a minute. So did he somehow transport her there? Is something else going on? So they're, they're together. And then you see like his kind of true form and like where they really are. So he's completely messing with her head for the rest of this entire episode. Like what she thinks is true about herself and the world around her is not at all accurate. Now, I have to, this is, this was kind of annoying scene for me because it's a really dark scene that happens with Nadine and flag. And mm-hmm. then we have this moment of, we're going to cut to commercial right here, by the way, of course, of <laughs> which kind of screws the whole thing out and doesn't make it as intense as it was. I mean, in the book, this is like a brutal, violent rape scene which leaves her pretty much catatonic the entire rest of the time, which we saw basically in uh, the miniseries. They kind of captured that moment on there where ever after they hooked up, Nadine was totally not herself. Right. And so maybe that's how they're trying to portray it in this one where she's not really catatonic, but she's off in her own world. Yes, she can still see the things that's going on around her, but she has cracked up. Mm hmm. Like that or it, the fact that he has that control over her, that she can't see what her true appearance looks like. I like that scene. I thought that scene was very good. I like the fact that the people in the two guy, uh, people in the elevator with her were like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is weird. And yeah, cause she's been wearing that outfit since they left the desert, but that's not how she really looks. Like mm-hmm. that's how he has let her think she looks or how she's cracked up. And that's how she thinks she looks in the world. Um, did you see that his initials are branded on her leg? I did not see that. I missed yeah, that Yeah, we saw that in the car right before um, she started to have some um, belly issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just using the reflection of her in the elevator, and then yeah. when she meets up with everybody downstairs and seeing her is a totally night and day thing. Yeah, she looks dead. Yeah, she looks very much dead. Like, whatever's inside of her is sucking out her life as it grows. Yeah. And it happened fairly quickly. Granted, okay, so again, my research shows that to walk from Boulder (laughs) to Vegas, that's uh, 11 days. And give or take some side trips and taking care of Stu with his broken leg. Let's make it two weeks just in case. So she's been with him maybe over a week. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, she had to do the drive, too. Yep. No, 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 no. I think that was a 17, 11 to 17 hour drive. So she's been with him for close to two weeks. Well, yeah, n- enough for have a very, very pregnant demon baby that's spinning around. So, yeah. 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 
he looks very satisfied with himself. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> so, oh, and um, let me wind it back a little bit. So, yes, um, they did portray the rape scene in the book and in the other miniseries, but they kind of did here too because she initially was like, no, um, like in the middle. And at any point when no becomes what you hear, like it's time to stop. Right. But I, I, what I mean also on that whole part where she sees him in demon form or whatever. Yeah. That was lost with immediately cut to commercial. I know. Like she saw him in demon form and she saw that they weren't in a hotel. Like she was in the dirt. That should have been played differently. I, yeah. There should have been a little bit more on that. I think would have helped out. Are yeah. just I mean, because you already a, showed Ascar's butt. So, like, what are you afraid of at this point? Or yeah, just not having a commercial right there would have been fine. Yeah. So, hmm, yeah. Uh, the trio, the 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 not the trio. <laughs> they become a trio when Stu falls down and is the one who falls. You kind of saw that happening. Did you see the big crack in the pavement up there? I did, and I love the joke about calling Highway Patrol because the road's out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, yeah, I I felt that coming, and I wondered if Glenn was going to be the one that was going to get hurt because he's the oldest in the group, I think. Right. Well, I knew exactly who was going to get hurt in it. I mean, I I knew that, but I didn't know if maybe they were going to make some changes. Uh, There's always a possibility for that. So, yeah. Uh, I... Did watch it. Ragnar told me that there was no way he was going to walk to Vegas with me. Yeah. Boulder. Yeah. He said he was going to hang out with Fran or whoever was else <laughs> back in Boulder, and he would be there for me when I came back. <laughs> well, Kojo, Kojak did start the trip, but he stayed with Stu. Or he, he went with them and then came back to mm-hmm. hang out with Stu. Like, yeah, I'm not going the rest of the way. Yeah, going, going to Vegas probably is not a good idea for me because I don't know if anybody has dogs out there. True. True. So, yeah, he's just like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'll come back here and stew. So, yeah, Stu's got the broke leg. Kojak comes yeah. back at least. Um, he did drive uh, um, Glenn a little crazy there, not being able to find out where he was because he yeah. wanted a leash. But then again, look who's there to pick him up, do exactly when they'd be coming out of the desert. Down to the minute. Yep. Get a l- and we kind of saw that coming on because on one hand with Dana and the judge, he knew that they had left Boulder and that they were on the way there. And like as they were on the walk in this episode, we saw like birds kind of being his eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's being. So I'm still wa- like wondering like what it is about Tom where they could they can't see him. I love it. Yep. Mm, yeah. So, uh yeah. I like the fact when they were driving into Vegas, you saw people getting beat and you saw the slaves doing work. Mm-hmm. That whole thing they talked about, they were recarving the image of Caesar to look like flag, which was funny. Uh, and just random people just getting beat down the road. I, was, I, was, I found it interesting. There were like no cars out there whatsoever, but that, yeah. and I thought that I thought that the population would be a lot more than it is because when they when they arrived in vegas first like there wasn't anybody in the streets i'm like where is everybody what's going on Mm -hmm. so it kind of put into perspective like like how many people have really died and who's left over to serve flag right that yeah that definitely does show that Uh, we also had the one moment in time here where we got trash can man um just kind of doing some things running around (laughs) And becoming a engineer who can take apart nuclear weapons, I I don't know. 
I hate that the security on that was not better, <laughs> even if everybody's dead. Like, I, I need people not to be able to break into a silo. Yeah, how it, yeah, it, that, that's the whole thing. People are dead. They're still fail safes. He shouldn't just be able to go, hey, let me open this one up. You know, right. it's not, that, right. it's not usually how it works. And he does get it off. He's apparently really good with engineering and everything mm-hmm. else. So, uh, yeah. See, there's so much in the character you're just given for granted that he knows how to work on missiles and cut things open and not blow everything up. And uh, yeah, anyhow, he gets he dry humps the nuclear warhead when it comes off and gives it a big hug. Of course, somehow makes it from there onto his little uh, truck carrier thing, and we see the Geiger counter going off. Why does he even have a Geiger counter if he doesn't care? I don't know. Like he doesn't exactly have any protector gear on. <laughs> yeah, he has nothing. He's my life for you. So we'll see how this works out. And he's driving that little thing from the desert. That's going to take forever. It's probably got like a 15 mile an hour top speed to it. Yeah. And like just the idea of that thing being out in the desert with how hot it gets. Yep. But okay. Uh, not to mention how the nuclear, uh, uh, the radiation from the warhead that is leaking because, you know, he didn't do things correctly, but I don't know. He's such a great character, so not developed. <laughs> I feel like that's the biggest problem for me, well, with a couple of other things. Because usually I let the creative license fly. I try not to question things. When I watch things with witches and demons, hey, witches and demons are in this. I'm not going to question him getting to a nuclear warhead. But I, I kind of had to question that one a little bit. Because like you said last week, like this guy has not been developed at all. No, there's nothing. Oh, fire, fire. <laughs> That's it. There's nothing else. And we only get him for like three minutes at a time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm disappointed because I did read there's a whole character development thing in the book with uh, Trash Man joins up with the kid, right? Yeah. Did you hear about um, this? So Marilyn Manson was supposed to be in this, mm-hmm. uh, but they, they cut it out for reasons. So I, I that would have probably made so much more sense to so much other stuff. So if, if the kid had made it into the series. Yeah it would have developed that character out more and showed that, you know, well, spoiler, but the kid wanted to overthrow flag. So there we go. Oh, so there's a whole other aspect. Yeah, that there's I, like I so much, of, so much more going on. And the kid was very abusive to trash can man also, yeah. which is why when trash can man got to Vegas, he was happy to be accepted. See, so it's like, basically I'm once this is done, I'm just going to keep finishing the book. It's like, there's like so much more that just, here you go. We're just this character. He's got to go do a thing. That's that's really all we got for it. We have more character development on Kojak than we have on Trashcan Man at this point in time. We do, but I'm just gonna go with it. We're on uh, 107, and I think this ends in two more episodes. Yep, sure okay, does. Cool. And all then right. we'll be able to cover more Expanse, which is amazing, and some other things. All right, you got anything else? No. All right, then. Well, if you haven't already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of our other curl articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for Van Helsing, Winona Earp, stuff that will eventually come back eventually. Um, the Expanse, 
<laughs> and there are some a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. Okay, and if you have any thoughts or comments on this episode, you can drop it below. You can hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what you think of this episode and like the show so far. Does it meet your expectations? Is it exceeding? What do you want to see more of? All right. And until next time. Until next time. No, it's a complete sentence. And hmm, Brad, how long does it take to walk from Baltimore to New Vegas? Hmm, A long time. <laughs> and you know what? One does not simply just walk to Mordor. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.